0: Above 180 is now on Stitcher. Listen to us on your iPhone, your Android phone, Kindle Fire, and other devices with Stitcher. Stitcher's smart radio for your phone. Find it in your app store or at Stitcher.com. Stitcher smart radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. Now is the time to reinforce your bowling arsenal, and BowlerX.com is the online leader in price, service, and selection. With free insured shipping on every item we carry, including a complete line of pro shop supplies, as well as balls, bags, shoes, accessories and more. Also check out the large selection of closeout and discontinued items at a fraction of their original cost. bowlerx.com, your online bowling superstore and proud sponsor of above180.com. bowlerx.com, your online bowling equipment superstore presents the above180.com podcast. Tim Berg and Joey Serrar are ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now from Washington, D.C. and the Bowler's Pro Shop in Milwaukee, Wisconsin,
1: here are your hosts, Tim Berg and Joey Serrar. It is our pleasure today in the Above180.com podcast to be joined by Rick Wiltsey. Rick is the Kegel Connection Pro Shop Manager. He's a USBC Silver Certified Gold Coach, a member of the PBA, the assisting coach at Weber International University. And uh, Rick is down there at the Kegel Training Center. For more on Kegel Training Center, go to www dot kegeltrainingcenter.com uh, rick timberg and joe Sarar
2: here thank you for
1: joining us today
2: oh my pleasure thanks for having me on the show
1: well great yes, Rick. Welcome. let's begin here one of the things that a lot of the above 180 i mean joe get emails all the time from people saying uh, i need help with this i need help with that but in your coaching circles that you run in what are a few common flaws that you see that bowlers really need to work on to improve their
2: game Well, first of all, let me just kind of comment on the fact that in bowling, our sport, uh, there's just no two players who are alike. It's one of the unique things about, I think, bowling that is different maybe in other sports. Uh, You know, everybody has a unique style in this game, a unique uh, way of playing it. And if you looked at some of the top players, if you could look at them with a silhouette even and not even see their their faces, or anything you could recognize their style just by their their silhouette, for a lot of us could anyway, who follow the stars. So everybody in in the game has a unique way of delivering the bowling ball. I think it's because we have an approach, not just uh, we don't stand at the foul line and roll it. We have an approach, and all of that lends itself to a unique style of play. So when you look at uh, players and how to improve their game, I think that's the first thing you have to do is really look at the individual way the player executes their shot and and, uh, chooses to play the game. And those unique things, especially the biomechanics of each person that's different, are one of the things that I think is is something we overlook sometimes in coaching. And uh, I think that's one of the things I see here at the Kegel Training Center. We have a lot of players who come here from all over the world. And the fact that they're each unique, each individual, and they have a unique way of playing the game makes it a real challenge. But it's also an education. Uh, But one of the things I see here uh, along those lines that most commonly we deal with here at the training center is probably the swing plane issues where uh, someone's swing is not going straight. It's often behind the back. I think it's contributed to sometimes by our house shot conditions where we play in our local bowling centers. Those are one of the things that I think are are the most important things to work on is that. uh, Do you guys agree with that? Or you see those kind of same things with the unique styles in bowling?
3: Can that easily be rectified? I know it's hard to do it over the, over the waves here, the, the arrow, but can it be done with a, a simple push away left of center or a shoulder rotation?
2: Yeah, I think that's one of the ways we try to take care of it, Joe, is, is certainly uh, you know, hinging the ball or pushing the ball more towards center of the body is one way to get that swing. Oftentimes we see people placing the ball in the setup way outside the shoulder line uh, or pushing it out to the right uh, especially if their alignment is off. Say they're standing on maybe 25 or 30 and they're trying to hit board 10, the way, the only way to do that is to actually either walk that direction or, or try to push the ball that direction, and that's what they end up doing, I think. So we have the the uh, players often try to push the ball more towards center, uh, place the ball over their, uh, their right foot at their right-handed as they take their approach, and move that ball into the, to the center. And, yeah, we see a lot of, I was just going to mention that other thing we see, too, is a lot of upper body rotation, upper body overuse in our sport. So we try to keep the upper body more quiet and uh, and uh, reduce some of the over rotation of the shoulders and the head movement, and that also helps with swing play. Well, you know, I'm glad you
3: mentioned that upper body rotation because most top players that we see on TV typically off pro tour, Do rotate their shoulders into an open position at at the height of their backswing, and then they, you know, somewhat some smoothly, some violently close that shoulder at point of release. And and again, that's where they get the height of the backswing, some power generated. So, are you professing maybe it's you know in everyone's best interest to do less of that and keep your shoulders more square to your target line?
2: Well, not not totally. I, I think that the, the rotation, the opening of the shoulders, uh, allowing the, the arm to go uh, freely up in the, in the backswing is certainly very important to power and also to the alignment. You see most of the top players now have their balance arm out front, almost in a direct line, I call it like airplane wings, with the bowling arm. And uh, that opens the shoulders uh, almost to a, a line that's parallel to the target line. And uh, then they, as you say, as they come through the swing, those shoulders close a bit and become more uh, square to the target line, not to the bowling lane, but to the target line. But what we see often here is in the continuation of that rotation in a a round manner where the the bowling shoulder actually takes the lead and the non-bowling shoulder kind of bails out, as we say, or goes to the the rear. And that over-rotation and along with some head movement, I think, causes lots of problems for launch angle and for consistency in hitting your target line.
3: Right. So so what about shoulder height? Are are bowlers better off keeping their shoulders somewhat square or are they better off dropping that shoulder slightly?
2: Well, uh, I think we need to create space for a straight swing. That's one of the most important aspects of the game. And one of the aspects of doing that space creation is to drop the shoulder a bit. Uh, certainly you can overdo that and we see a lot of players that put their bodies in in really uncomfortable and awkward positions and actually positions that are biomechanically not correct for uh, good bowling and also good health. So uh, one of the things we've done here at the training center is study the biomechanics of the game along with a lot of top coaches we consult with and also some doctors and uh, other people who really engineers who are very involved in what the joints of the human body do what the limits of those joints are the range of motion of those joints and we see a lot of players sometimes who who stretch the limits of range of motion and, and put their bodies in a precarious position so we're trying to get people to be more uh operating more within the limits of, of joint range of motion that's going to contribute to good health and longevity in the sport uh, you see a lot of people leaving this for early because of injuries
1: Again, joining us on the Above180.com podcast is Rick Wiltsey. Uh, for more information on Rick and, and the Kegel Training Center, just go to kegeltrainingcenter.com. Lots of great stuff up there. Um, I know a couple of folks per- personally who just went through some of the uh, the training center uh, stuff came down by you guys in Florida and said it was great. It was a, a very intense training session with you guys. Um, I, I want to ask you, though, I got a question. So One of the things, and I know Joe knows this because he, he drills my equipment, is uh, one of the things I do is I must muscle, muscle the ball grip it try to you know try to what, what which is I think a thing that a lot of common bowlers do especially a lot of bowlers who were trying to help here improve their game on above 180. so I, I know that's one thing that people you know need to work on but what is one thing that you think people when it comes to not you know muscling the ball is a way to put it not over you know over gripping the ball what can what can we do to, to stop that habit
2: well Tim one of the things I, I work on first of all is just the setup position. And what the non-bowling hand is doing, Uh, a lot of times bowlers will set up and they'll put the entire weight of the bowling ball, and this is the heaviest ball in sport, in their bowling hand, and that, to me, often causes the grip to be tight, the wrist to be tense, the forearm to be, uh, muscles to be very tight of. In fact, i have walked up behind bowlers before and and just touched their forearms, and they're just like steel bands. The muscles are so tight and and taut. So I encourage people to have a lot of the ball weight shared by the non-bowling hand. And that way they can relax their grip a little bit, relax the fingers, the wrist, the forearm. And that helps promote, I think, a a nice uh, relaxed swing, a gravity-controlled swing as much as possible. Uh, There probably isn't anything actually that's totally free. But I think uh, the more you get gravity to control the swing, gravity's your friend. It's never changing. It always is the same. And it helps contribute to that straight uh, swing that we talked about earlier today. So those are the things we work on. Also, there's a just having a, the idea of a, a light touch on the ball with your hand at the top of the swing is a good place to also focus. A lot of bowlers load up and try to grab the ball, even unconsciously, at the top of the swing as they start to come down and go forward. So I try to have bowlers actually sometimes think about that. Just having their hand lightly touch the ball at the top of the swing.
1: I know in Norm Duke's video that he did last year, that was one of his big tips was to you know almost basically you're holding the ball with your your non non-bowling hand you know your non-bowling hand for right hand that's with your left hand and then kind of transforming the weight slowly and gradually through the you know into the swing so that you're not putting that much pressure are are there any drills that maybe our listeners can use uh to to try to do that is it just uh, to physically feel you know when they're bringing the ball back like you're like you're saying or, or physically try to not use their muscles and keep their arms not so tense
2: well, that's a great point. We do use a lot of drills here at the training center with our Weber players, our Weber International bowlers, who are national champions this year. Uh, it seems to us, and it's been—I think the results have shown themselves to be true—that when you isolate some part of your game like that and use a drill to isolate that aspect of the game and work on it, it makes a big difference. So we we have several. One is called the finish drill, where we have someone just place their slide foot at the foul line, hold the ball down uh, at their side, um, and push the ball about 12 inches forward, let it swing 12 inches back, and then just relax and roll the ball down the lane at a very slow speed. And that drill uh, promotes a lot of things. It puts you in a good body position for the finish. and uh, you get your head over the ball. Uh, you have a straight swing, but you're only swinging it 12 inches forward, 12 inches back. And it kind of promotes not using any muscles. We want people to roll the ball just very slowly down the lane. And so that kind of drill to start with is one of the things we use. Then we move on to a what we call a swing and slide drill. That's where you step about a step and a half back from the foul line and uh, put your, your right foot, if you're right-handed, forward, uh, your left foot just behind, and your balance arm goes out front. You push the ball up to the balance arm. That's a push move with muscle, of course. But then once that's done, then you let the ball swing freely, and then as the ball comes forward on the forward swing, slide and release. So that second drill, the swing and slides, helps build that skill as well. helps keep that free arm swing. Then we go on to a third drill called the three-step drill, where you stand three and a half steps back from the foul line in a normal strike position. And then for a right-hander, you move the ball first, let the ball swing down to about a level position with the leg, and then quickly go left, right, left with your feet and release the ball. And that's a great drill to again help build the straight arm swing, help build a free gravity controlled swing and to uh, move right into whatever you do as far as a four step or five step as the next move after that.
3: So Rick, I have a question for you. How do you answer to a student coming down by you uh, that says I need more power, I want more revs? I mean, do you try and explain to them the game is not just power and revs or do you actually try and, you know, work with them to create more more generated power.
2: Well, Joe, that's that's one of the common requests we get from a lot of players is, I want more revs. They come here, and we have cats, of course, here in all of our lanes, the computer-aided tracking system, so we can measure someone's rep rate. And, in fact, everything they do to a bowling ball can be measured by cats, which is a really nice tool. But, yeah, I try to uh, I try to actually take people away from that, that uh, desire to have more revs and, and to kind of explain that bowling, good bowling, I, I think especially, is a combination of matching up with, with speed and revs and matching up to the lane. As a bowler, your job is really to give the lane what it wants, so to speak, and assess what that lane pattern and that lane condition is and, and provide the right rotation and the right speed to match up with that. So just having a lot of revs, I don't think, is a real uh, key to good bowling.
1: So, Rick, in all your dealings with high school and collegiate players, what what are, what are they seeing when they come out onto the lanes? And w- from a young person's perspective, since you're dealing a lot with high school and, and collegiate bowlers, what do you see? Do they like bowling? On? I mean, down at your training center, I'm guessing you guys don't put out, you know, three to one ratio house patterns and, and, and strike fest down there. You guys put out, you know, very challenging conditions and shots and sport compliant shots. So what are, what do the young people want? Do they want you know to have an emphasis on shot making uh making you know hitting their target or do they just sometimes want to come out and just get a lot of you know throw strikes as well
2: well i think it's it's both actually with the kids i work with here they love to to really tear it up on a house shot and uh, show how much they can strike on a house shot and i think in our our culture right now the premium that we used to put in the old days on spare shooting is not quite as strong as it as it was back in when I in my day, for example. Uh, I think right now young people believe they can strike enough to not have to worry about spares as much. Uh, so the strike fest and, and being able to really get out there in a the house shot and, and uh, throw lots of strikes and have lots of room for error, I think is certainly appealing to young people. But the kids that I work with, too, also want to challenge themselves they're they're excited they want to learn more about bowling they're trying to pick up as much as they can there's lots of resources for kids too uh here's the training center right here in florida for a lot of people here but also you can go on youtube and watch all kinds of videos of of bowlers both old and new you can learn a tremendous amount about the game nowadays that wasn't available when i started bowling as a kid so uh the young people want to challenge themselves they, they like to bowl in sports shots. They want sports shots to be put out. A lot of houses are doing that for the youth builders now, and I think that's a good thing for the game. So I think it's a bit of both.
3: Uh, Rick, I have a question that a, a lot of seniors bowlers that come into my pro shop have. Uh, what's an easy way or the easiest way for most seniors to try and generate more ball speed you know, typically as we become 50, 60 years old and, you know, contemplate going a pound lighter in ball weight, sometimes that doesn't do it by itself. But, uh, again, players need to generate speed, and I typically tell them it's it's done through either your swing speed your speed, or, or your swing plane speed or your foot speed. But is there an, an easy answer I can give them?
2: Well, I think those are the keys. I mean, we, we try to work on rhythm here at the training center and having a, a like dancing with the stars so to speak having a good rhythm in your in your approach I think develops a little bit quicker foot speed uh, we also work on getting the ball to be hinged into the swing here uh, rather than the old style of pushing the ball out so far from the body and then having it swing I think that also contributes to maybe a little bit faster footwork and a little bit better ball speed and that kind of faster footwork also contributes to a freer swing And with our CAT system here, we've measured the fact that when someone has a freer arm swing, their their ball speed goes up, and uh, we can usually see ball speed go up a mile to a mile and a half uh, sometimes with the player in just a, a short period of time working on those kind of issues. But yeah, the power, as we were, I should have said this earlier in the day, when we talked about you know the uh, the rev rate and, and power, power comes from the lower body, in my opinion. It's it's key to get the legs in the right position. If you watch Chris Barnes, for example, on video in slow motion, you see he's got a stretch almost like a professional baseball pitcher. His legs really stretch out between the uh, the next to last step and slide step. And that's where I think the power comes from for most of the top players nowadays is in that, that footwork. For older bowlers, though, I think going to light ball is a great idea. Uh, a lot of bowlers are coming back into the game now, which I think is fabulous. They've been away for a while and they're coming back, but the game has changed completely now from what they used to know uh, when they used rubber bowling balls or only had plastic, uh, you know, polyester plastic balls to use. So they're coming back, wanting to get back in the game and, and just beat one of their buddies maybe for five or ten pins. And, uh, and getting a lighter ball, I think, is a great step, Joe. Uh, I also think that trying to get a little bit faster footwork if they can, and some people can do that, others can't. Uh, And then developing that freer swing, I think all three of those contribute to a little bit better ball speed. But, of course, uh, one more thing is uh, having a great fit. And that's where they need to go to their local pro shop guy and and really work with him to make sure that their fit is uh, solid.
1: Well, Rick, this was very informative for a lot of our listeners, and we're going to have to have you guys back on again. I know down there at Kegel, uh, the training center, you guys have a ton of great coaches. Uh, Rick, we talked to Dell before on uh, on the podcast, and and we're going to have to work in everyone because uh, just everything you shared is stuff that really it, it hits a lot of what our listeners want to do, which is improve their game and take their game to that next level. And a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that you know, even if if you're at that advanced level. You still need to remember because everyone gets in ruts from time to time where they need to to remember, you know, to keep their body open, to. Uh, you know not quite muscle the ball maybe they're having some issues that sort of thing so rick we're going to have to do this again soon uh, but we're going to leave it at that right now Um, again you want more information you can go to kegeltrainingcenter.com for their for information on rick and what they do down there in florida again a great program though some some folks who just went through it and and you can definitely notice they're they're improving their game and uh, and rick going to leave it at that but thank you again for joining us today
2: my pleasure, gentlemen. Thanks for having me on.
1: Yes, thanks, Rick. For Tim Berg, Joe Serrar, Rick Wiltsey, good luck and good bowling.